Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Perry, favorite board-certified internist, Founder at DrBarryPierre.com as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you an amazing short podcast. It's a solo podcast with myself, and we're going to be talking about the recent FDA-approved vaccine from Pfizer named Cormanati. Right. It's a funny name, but like, again, like it's more, especially if you're a part of the lunch learning community, more of a foregone conclusion that these vaccines would get FDA approved. And this is the first to get FDA approved. So we're going to talk about just what it means to now be FDA approved. We're going to talk about the process of it being FDA approved and what we should expect to look forward to, um, you know, from here on out, especially when you're seeing a lot of these talks now about uh, mandatory vaccinations, uh, depending on certain businesses or organizations. So like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast. It was a five star review and send us out to one, five or 10 of your uh, best friends and let them know again, if they're not vaccinated at this point, they should get vaccinated now, now that we have a FDA approved vaccine. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbarepierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. Today, we are going to talk about Pfizer getting officially approved for FDA status to administer their COVID-19 vaccines for those ages 16 and up. And for me as a physician, as a healthcare professional, taking care of patients in a hospital setting, like this is something that like I am like jumping for joy for. I couldn't wait, um, especially because I knew Pfizer was the first of the companies, especially here in the United States, that submitted for the FDA approval. So we knew that Pfizer was going to be the first one to get approved when it does uh, come about. And it's it's such a, and you, those may be wondering, well, like, why can I give Pfizer to 12 year olds, but the FDA says you can only give it a 16, right? Which is all very good questions. The question we want to know is like, how do we get to this point here where we have the official FDA approval? What had to occur for us to get this FDA approval? And really more importantly, what is next for a lot of different reasons? Because I think a lot of things are about to change now that we have our first vaccine that are, that is, again, gets the stamp of approval from the FDA. So I want to kind of read the FDA statement uh, for you guys, just so you guys can get an idea of uh, just how significant um, the decision was. And obviously, what did the FDA think uh, about Pfizer when it made its decision? The FDA's approval of this vaccine is a milestone as we continue to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. While this and other vaccines have met the FDA's rigorous scientific standards for emergency use authorization, as the first FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine, the public can be very confident that this vaccine meets the high standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality the FDA requires of an improved product. 
said acting FDA commissioner Janet Woodcock. So again, what I love about that, right, is because it answers a lot of questions that I know people are having. Like, what did they do to approve it? Like, what did Pfizer have to say? What did Pfizer have to provide for them to say, you know what, we think that, yes, we can give our stamp of approval. So for the initial phase, right, the emergency use authorization that Pfizer, that Johnson & Johnson, that Moderna uh, currently had, um, they said that, you know what, because of the public health demand and things being so dire, aka a pandemic, we're going to look at your safety data, what you have now at that time, right? And again, by the time I was, you know, at the time we mentioned it was 43,000 patients, about 40 plus thousand patients in the Pfizer studies, 30,000 plus in Moderna studies, another 30,000 plus in the Johnson & Johnson. So it was a good amount of people. And it was enough for them to say, you know, based off what we're seeing with the safety data, you can proceed to uh, present this medication and uh, provide it to the public. And that's what's been going on for all of this time. Again, Pfizer and Moderna both came out around December, especially for healthcare professionals, December of uh, 2020. Um, and then Johnson Johnson came out a few months later after that. Uh, so we've been able to give it to the public. But now that it has the official stamp of approval, it means so many more things. Because what the FDA had to do to get to this point, one, uh, if you read some reports, it had to go over 340,000 different pages of scientific material, looking at the safety data, looking at the manufacturing data, looking at the process from going from A to Z to get this medication, just to make sure that by the time it got to you, you, the general person sitting in that chair in this, your local pharmacy, ready to take a vaccine, that it was going to be safe as possible for you. And it, again, obviously passed with flying colors. If you're a part of the Lunch and Learn community, you've heard me say this before. Um, it was more of a foregone conclusion. Like this wasn't a thing where we had to be concerned that something may happen in the paperwork. They may uncover something that may be scrupulous and say, you know what? I'm not sure if I can give this approval. It was more of a foregone conclusion. And, and it's funny because you have people on different sides. You have people who are like, well, what took so long to get uh, the, uh, the FDA approval? And you have people on the other side like, oh, man, that happened too quickly. Right. Again, we already know you can't really please everybody. But when it comes to uh, the safety, when it comes to the data at hand, um, you know, we're in great hands uh, with this first vaccine. And again, um, Moderna hasn't submitted their application, at least at the time of this recording, uh, to the FDA. But once it does, we fully expect that to also be approved probably a month or two after, because like I said, they did, they do have to review like 340,000 documents just to go over Pfizer. Moderna's is probably going to be the same way. And for those who may be wondering like, well, like, like how much uh, vaccines have Pfizer pushed out, at least at this time, remember Pfizer is obviously a worldwide company. At the time I'm recording this, they have pushed out 1.3 billion. Yes, that is billion with a B. 1.3 billion doses have been delivered of the Pfizer vaccines, which tells me that there's a lot of data that they had to be able to pull and go through to say like, yes, like based off what we're seeing here, the benefit of getting this vaccine, which is again the the vaccine name, it's a funny name, so I don't I don't want to mess it up. Cormanati, Cormanati for us, that's the official brand name of uh, Pfizer. For us to get to that point, says that enough people have had it. We've seen the side effect, we've seen the adverse reactions, and we are extremely comfortable that it is ready for the public. 
So as we get to this point where it's the day after, right, the day after the FDA approval, what does that mean for a lot of people? For one, right? So if you're 16 above, that means that, yes, you now have a drug that is approved by the government in the official stamp of approval to say it is safe to take because we believe the benefits far outweigh the risks. Right. And again, obviously, if you're a lunch learning community member, I've been screaming this from the rooftop. It definitely is. Uh, but what it also means, right, especially when you start you're, and you're starting to see it now and pretty early, you're now going to start having employers uh, really across the country start saying like, hey, there is a viable option out there to protect us from this pandemic. Right. Again, we're not going to spend this show talking about COVID-19. I got plenty of episodes that you can go back and talk about that. Delta variant, plenty of episodes where you can go and talk about that. But what we're going to talk about is the fact that the government is saying, yes, there's a stamp of approval. It's now no longer under an emergency use status. It is a full, it's official, it's fledged. Like I said, it has its own name. It's ready to go. So you're seeing now, and I think you're going to expect to see a lot more um, companies and governments across the country start saying like, hey, there's actual viable option. And if you don't have a viable reason why you're not getting this vaccinated, and obviously we're talking about those who are unvaccinated at this point, like you may not be able to work here. And I've, I've gotten, you know, plenty of, you know, DMs and emails and questions, you know, about my thoughts on that. Me personally, again, I will put the, I'm going to put, I have so many hats. I have me as a physician, me as a hospital physician who takes care of patients who get so sick in the hospital that they need to come see us. Me as a father of three children under the ages of 16 who are not eligible for a vaccine, at least at this moment, especially because they're all also under the age of 12. So not, not eligible for a vaccine in this moment. And me as a public health professional that has seen what this vaccine has done across the world, seen what it's done to patients across the world, businesses across the world, just people in general. Like I've seen what this does. And the benefits, again, like, like the FDA notes, far outweigh any risks of concern that you may be having at this moment. So I fully support the mandates that are, you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, across the country of employers saying like, hey, if, if you can't, right, if you can't tell me what type of allergy that is so severe that you can't come even near this medication, you can't work here. Because, and again, I guess I will talk a little bit about COVID. COVID isn't this thing that, I can say, hey, I got COVID, but I'll keep it to myself. You don't have to worry about it. Like, it's just like when, when we used to be able to smoke on airplanes. No, the reason why I can't smoke on airplanes anymore is because we know secondhand smoke kills, right? And people who are around you don't have the option to say, no, I don't want COVID. So as an employer, as a business, as a government, they have to start looking at it that way. Like, And that's how they're doing it. They're starting to look at it and say, hey, you know what? The, the benefits far outweigh any concern that you have, because if you get sick, right, you may make one person sick, then five people sick, then 20 people sick. Again, um, I just read a report yesterday about a teacher, a teacher who came to school ill, symptomatic, determined to have COVID, 
and ended up one teacher and ended up giving it to 26 other individuals in her elementary school. So let's think about that. The elementary school kids, again, going to be under the age of 12. So they're, again, not in any kind of circle of being able to get a vaccine to protect themselves. And here you have the adult who comes in and gets all of them sick. And imagine she got the 26 students, right? Students and faculty sick with COVID-19. Now imagine how many other people did those 26 people get sick? Because again, they're students or they're kids, which means they go home to mom and dad, to grandma, to grandpa, right? Like it's, it will not, right? It will not surprise me if you have at least one person pass away because of this teacher's, um, again, you know, I, I hate to say mistake, but if you're going to work with kids and you're not going to vaccinate yourself, you need to do everything you can to protect the kids. If you don't want to protect yourself, that's fine. But unfortunately, in COVID-19, people around you don't have that option to protect themselves. And, and that's why, again, I am strongly for any mandates that may be required uh, because the mandates, right, the from an individual rights standpoint, does not outweigh the rights of the public. It, it, it's never had. Um, and again, I think even the military is going to likely um, require vaccination as well with the COVID-19, which again, the military, m- imagine, right? Imagine an entire military barrack, right? Being again, invaded with COVID-19 because one person is unvaccinated, gets sick and spreads it to the rest. So again, and this is, and as, as we continue to go along, especially with these these other variants that continue to propagate themselves uh, across the world, right? Especially here in this country, um, we are going to have to, again, continue to look out for one another. And if the requirement of a vaccine means I'm going to look out for one another, then it just is what it is. Like, you're going to have to do that. And and like I said, it's, again, just exciting news. Obviously, again, I, I didn't want to get on that soapbox. Um, I just wanted to kind of, again, champion my level of support for this vaccine. Um, I, I want to champion the fact that all of the due diligence um, was done to get to this point. There were no steps skipped, right? Again, if you if you asked me, they should have they should have approved it sooner, right? But they didn't, right? Because they had to go through all of the stuff they needed to go through to make sure that this was going to be great for the public, and it is. And when when Moderna finally fills out their application, they will also be approved. When Johnson Johnson fills out their application, they will also be approved. Right? Again, these these are more foregone uh, conclusions, but again. Just because they're approved, right? Because I saw, um, I, I follow a couple of people online and, I, and it's some conspiracy people, again, which may sound crazy, but sometimes I like to think what, I like to see what the other side is thinking. It just is what it is. I like seeing what the other side is thinking. And they posted, uh, one, they posted one meme about how it isn't officially uh, a FDA approved and they were trying to, you know, you know, nitpick some of the words, but obviously that was false. Um, I saw another meme that, you know, someone else I followed posted that said, like, no, look, look, like they're still doing subsequent studies after the fact. Now, and clearly that tells me a person does not realize the process of FDA approval. Just because on August 23rd, the FDA says you are approved does not mean that they stop looking at your numbers. Right. So it is not only is customary, but it's actually a requirement to continue to look at safety data for years on end after you do FDA approval, like when you've heard of things being recalled, why is because studies come out later 
after the initial FDA approved, I said, you know, we need to pull this back. Right now, again, do I foresee this happening to this vaccine and the others? No, um, but I, I do think uh, when 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 you see that, right? When you see, you know, mi- again, when we talked about this misinformation, disinformation, when you see that type of misinformation, right, it becomes concerning because someone who does not realize that that's you know standard operations to continue looking at the study, to continue having study and safety measures after the official FDA approval. Right. That's kind of scary. Right. And again, if you don't know, you're going to be worried like, oh, my God, they if they approve it, but they still have to look at it. Right. Like it it just is what it is. Right. So don't be that person. Right. Like especially if you're listening or watching this, like don't be that person um, who is misinformed on the entire process of how we got here. Understanding that, again, as I speak, FDA approval 16 and up for the Pfizer vaccine. If you're 12 to 15, you can still get the Pfizer vaccine, but it's still under the uh, that emergency use authorization. So again, and it's, again, and the reason why is because they still need the data, they still need the numbers because again, not too many uh, people between 12 and 15 got it right. So, so they have to see as more and more people got it just to make sure that those safety measures continue to hold up before even that age bracket gets FDA approved. And you may be asking, I'm I am a father of three, I have kids. Uh, who are under the 12, and I am patiently waiting for data to come out to see, because they're, especially Pfizer is looking at uh, kids 5 to 12. So I'm currently, again, I am patiently waiting to see what those numbers resemble as well, too, to see if this is something that, you know, I'm going to be able to recommend uh, for my children to get to protect themselves, right? Because again, like when that, like this, that example I pointed out, you can have a teacher, you can have a school employee, you can have someone an adult, right, who's around them at school, again, not get vaccinated for their reasons, right, and then end up getting my kids sick, right? And if there's a chance that I can protect them, I'm going to do that as well. So again, um, just great news all across the board. FDA approval for Pfizer. Uh, be on the lookout for Moderna. So again, I will obviously I'll do another episode once Moderna uh, comes about. But understand this is a, this is an extremely safe drug. Understand that the FDA uh, has looked over again um, pounds and pounds of data. Again, three hundred forty thousand pages. Obviously, they didn't do it by themselves, but uh, looks at pounds of data. Looks at the manufacturer. Looks at the whole process to make sure that the quality product that you get. Um, is safe for you, safe for your family. And again, be on the lookout. Moderna will be here soon. Um, Johnson Johnson will probably follow after that whenever they, they kind of turn their uh, application in to get these things started. Remember, protect yourself, wear your mask, get vaccinated, socially distance as much as possible. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, and I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode hope you were empowered by today's episode please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode and if you have not already done so subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv, it's very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod. 
888-244-2222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This are the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.